Hey guys, welcome to Baby Mama Guru, the podcast. I'm your host, Monique. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I definitely sounded New Orleans when I say my name. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate, subscribe, and leave me a review. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, you can, you know, follow, subscribe. If you on Instagram, you can follow me at Baby Mama Guru Pod so you can get the visuals to everything that's going on in the episodes. Um, guys, this will be my last episode in 2020. So you won't be getting another episode until, uh, I believe it's January 4th is that first Monday in 2021. Um, if you're a Patreon member, you'll still be getting content. You know, y'all pay for that. I'm still going to be dropping episodes on Patreon. Um, and if you're not on Patreon and you're going to miss my voice for the next two weeks, definitely, join the Patreon. The link is in my bio on Instagram, and I will put the link in the description of this episode because I I believe I have a good 13, 14 episodes over there now. Um, But yeah, so only Patreon is going to begin episodes these next two weeks. So yeah, if y'all really want to talk to me, you better join the Patreon. Let's get into the episode. Okay, so, um, y'all, so I finally made it to the end of the Parkers. And I know on the last episode, I believe I talked about it a little bit. I finally made it to the end of the Parkers. And I am so mad at Stanley Ogilvie. Nikki was about to get married to this man who treated her so nice, who returned her calls, you know, who took her on dates, who, like, just made her feel beautiful and loved. And Stanley ruined it. He ruined her wedding and he go and proposed to her. Like, it, what? I was so upset. And of course she said yes to him, which I don't know why, because he treated her terribly constantly for five or six seasons. But that's not my business. But no, ladies, we cannot. You cannot chase a man for five seasons. And then when you finally happy, when somebody's appreciating you, you turn them down. For the person who's been ignoring you. That's a no. Mm-mm. I was so mad at her. And she better be happy that was the last episode. Because I was so mad. I wouldn't have kept watching it. If it showed them with like a happy family. Because y'all remember when she got pregnant? He was all like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. She's going to have my baby. Like, <clears throat> he's so trash. But anyway, this episode, I'm going to talk to y'all about toxicity and this is going to be um it's going to be non-toxic traits that we're going to leave and we're going to avoid in 2021 i only use the number nine because nine is my favorite number um but yeah so i have nine traits for y'all and you know in the last like what two years like this word toxic is just became like a thing like if nobody was ever saying toxic i don't know what we called stuff before we called it toxic and trash honestly I can't even remember but anything that is like oh that's toxic and um and definitely you know with the world of social media where like somebody will do one thing and then they'll make a tweet or they'll make a post and then they'll blame their actions on a zodiac sign and it's just like oh all Capricorns do this or all Aries do this and it's like toxic oh all this sign toxic or something like that um so yeah we gotta stop that 
but um we got to because really those things are just issues that we really have to work on in real life you know we can't just keep and I'm saying we because I be doing the same thing. If it's somebody about a Virgo, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's me. And then I'm like, mm, I got to stop doing that because that's a real issue. It's not cute. So the first one is going to be the first number one. Get your pens and papers out, people. Other notes on your phone. <clears throat> so the first one is being a poor communicator. And... Um, this is when you're texting with somebody or you texting with like a um, potential partner or somebody you potentially want to be in a relationship with and your the text messages are delayed by hours or even days and then you have your red receipts on and the people can see when you read the message and you now you just not responding instead of just being like, hey, you know, I'm busy doing X, Y, and Z. Can I hit you later? Or, you know, like just communicating basically you know it's very simple and I know like in the dating stages you're not really a priority or the other person you know whoever you're dating is not really priority so you know they don't come before a lot because you're just getting to know them but it's just like be a decent human being you know and just say what's going on and don't we we all gotta be better you know what I'm saying with this because I'm not perfect you know so don't be coming for me but um yeah so just simple like you know if you're not free just say like hey I'm not free right now or I don't know I don't like I know I don't like that because I know when I text somebody I like a response if I don't get a response I'm not gonna be happy and that is what anybody I probably talked about this before but that's what like anybody my best friend like if she don't text me back like oh bitch I'm do not disturbing my phone because like, why aren't you texting me back? Just with anybody. But I definitely let them know like, hey, I text you and you don't text me back. I'm never texting you first again. It's happened multiple times. I don't like that. So, um, yeah, it is easier said than done, people. I know. But we got to leave poor communication skills in 2020. Next, number two. Being the misery loves company kind of person. And that is always being negative, always being unhappy, always in or bringing up drama. Um, Jealousy, jealousy. Oh my gosh, that is the ugliest trait. I really feel like jealousy is the root of all evil. Like I know people say it's money, but the jealousy thing is not cute. Um, Yeah, just like the just always trying to like bring people down because you not feeling a hundred percent with yourself. Um, nobody wants to be around that. And you know, we all go through stuff. And so especially it's like if you trying to date, like nobody wants that in a partner. Like nobody wants to be with somebody who can't brighten their day. Like why every time I call you, you like telling me like, oh, this happened. I'm about to jump off a bridge every single time we talk. No, I don't want to hear that. Like I can go jump off the bridge by myself. Like I'm not trying to do it with you. No. So no, nobody likes that. Nobody likes a misery loves company kind of person. Nobody, um, just want to be hearing about negative stuff all the time. And even with friendships, it's like, um, it's a lot. Like you can't always put so much on your friend. Like you can't always put so much on, you know, of course, like partnerships is like, yeah, you know, I want to know the good, the bad and the ugly. But at the same time, it's like, if it's all ugly and bad, it's no good. It's like, come on you're the problem here. So yeah, that, no, we don't want that. 
Um, number three, being lost in the delusional sauce. Um, and this is creating situations in your head and making them to be true or projecting something that you've been through or things that you've done and you're putting it on somebody else. That's the worst. Like you can just because it happened to you, like you cannot put that on anybody else because everybody is different. Um, and also gaslighting that comes with the delusional because I don't even want to be like, oh, these new, these niggas be delusional. But yeah, that that projecting thing is really bad. That's a no. We shouldn't do that. Nobody should do that um, again because everybody is different. Um, the next one, number four, being a broken compass. And that is, you're always complaining about something. You're always complaining about a problem, but you never have a solution for it. Like you find something, you complain about it, but you're not trying to fix it. And it's just like, okay, like how long are you going to complain about this? And, you know, nobody wants that. Every time you talk to them, like, you complaining about something, but it's like, what are you doing to fix it? Like, what are your steps? Like, do you have a plan? And you never have a plan. You just, like, wallow in, in your misery. You know? Like, it's like, no, you need to fix it. Because, yeah, that's a, a problem, obviously. And this one brings me to number five. The, uh, no, I don't want it kind of person. And this means, okay, say um, you share something with your partner that you want them to change or that something that you're not happy with in the relationship and then they change it or they fix it and or they get you something that you said that you wanted. They do that. And now you're all like, no, I don't want it because I had to tell you I had to tell you that I wanted this change just for you to do it. So it's like, is this even genuine? And the thing is, you have to teach people how to treat you. Nobody knows you like besides you. Like, so if you don't tell tell somebody or teach them, of course, how to treat you, they will never know. And honestly, when somebody changes something, um, because even it could be something that they've always done. Like for me, y'all know I don't curse, but if I'm dating somebody who curses, I'm going to share, you know, when it comes up in conversation, I'm going to share that I don't curse, but I'm not going to, um, but I've always had guys be like, oh, you know, I'm a chill. Like, I ain't going to be cursing that much around you or whatever. But it's like, as long as you're not cursing at me, I don't care. But if you're cursing, it's like, do your thing, you know? But if somebody stopped cursing, every I they talk to me, I don't hear no, hear no curse words from them. It's like, oh, I'm going to be definitely flattered. Like, wow, that's nice. You changed your whole language for me. Um, Number six being a fangirl or a fanboy because niggas be like this too um when you get in a relationship and then you instantly like change everything like your whole world revolves around your partner to where like you stop communicating with your family and your friends and like everything's about them like your friends hit you up and you like nah I'm good I'm with Bay tonight and then every weekend and then every like, you never have time for nobody else. And then when something happens, y'all have a disagreement or y'all argue. In most cases, when people be breaking up, you want to come back and be like, oh, I missed you so much. No, you didn't save it. Because when I was hitting you up, you wanted to be with that nigga. Now you're all lonely. Now you want to talk to me. Mm. 
No, you should have some kind of balance. Like you cannot be that crazy because that's why I always say like, it is so risky to have, um, a best friend in your partner, because when you lose your partner, you losing your best friend and now you out here lonely for real, for real. So yeah, that's very risky. Um, I don't know if I recommend or not. I, I still have to find that. Um, number seven, the attention seeker. And this is when you basically always spin in a block, like you always, always, um, like the person that you want, you can't have them. So, you know, it's somebody out there that you got wrapped around your finger and whenever, um, like you hit them up, they like available. So you always, um, going to that person, like you just hitting them up just for attention and then you disappearing. Like you just in and out of their life and it's not fair to them, of course, but you bored and the person that you really want is like, I don't want you. So you just spit in the block. At some point, you got to stop that. You know what I'm saying? Because you chilling with this person that you really don't even want to be with. And so it's just like, save both of y'all some time and just stop it. Um, Number eight, the cry me a river person. And this is when you are confronted with something that you did wrong and then you start the waterworks. And this goes definitely for both men and women because these niggas be out here crying and lying and blaming cancer. They be putting cancer on their family. They be putting death on their family. All kinds of stuff just to keep you when they did something wrong instead of just owning up to it and saying like, yeah, I made this mistake. I'm sorry. My bad. I apologize. I won't do it again. No, you're going to sit here. You're going to cry. You're going to gaslight me. And then I'm feeling bad because you're telling me your mom has cancer. And so now I'm just like, I can't leave him right now. His mom has cancer. What am I going to do? What is he going to do? Like, no, no, I don't want to do that. And that's a true story. That happened to me when I was maybe 18 my baby daddy was like, his mom had cancer. The woman never had cancer. I brought it up one day, like, oh, how's things? She's like, what are you talking about? What? And he was just looking and I was like, this nigga just be lying. But you know, I just let it go. I was just like, whatever. I just charged it to the game. But yeah, so that is a no. Like just, you got to own, own what you do. Hold yourself accountable, people. The last one, number nine. Ooh, number nine. The for for the streets, and I'm if you can see my um you can't see it, but I'm doing the quotations, the air quotes. This toxic trait is literally taking over the world. The for the streets, everybody wanna be for the streets, everybody the streets calling every weekend. No, this is a toxic trait. Um, and this is basically when you only would your partner for money. Like whoever you're dealing with is only for money. You, they don't care about you. They barely like you. Um, you don't like them. You barely like them. And, but you know, if you go out with them, they're going to spend some money on you. You're going to eat like the food nigga, other, whatever other niggas, people titled niggas. And it's just like, mm, that's, that's not fun. Um, or you just want to like 
be in the lifestyle. Like you just like, oh, I like this lifestyle that they're living. So let me talk to them or let me like make my way into their circle. And that is extremely unhealthy. And this one, of course, I know this is hard because this is what a lot of people are on these days. And, you know, people, everybody's like, it ain't tricking if you got it. But to live like that, it is emotionally damaging um, to just be with somebody for their money. It's like, that's, that's not really fun. Um, and I'm only, of course, anytime I'm speaking, y'all know I'm speaking from experiences. Y'all have listened to the kind of niggas that I've dealt with, um, in situations and stuff like that. But, um, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. And I want to like you, like, like, can I like you? Like, do you have a good personality? Um, yeah, so I'm sure that's going to be really tough for y'all to leave that for the streets in 2020, because I'm sure y'all not, but whatever. Um, I just want the best for y'all. Just like I want the best for myself because it's everything. What is it? Everything that glitters is not gold. It's, it's not as fun as it seems. It just seems like a good time, you know, just for some Instagram post, but, um, for your mental health, it's not it's not a good thing. And but it, anyways, I'm sure like whatever you do, like if you want to be for the streets, just make sure you have your own money to fall back on. Because um yeah, these niggas they go they will leave you high and dry. Like you having a good time, you living the life, and then boom, you got nothing. And then it's just like, dang, I should have been pocketing some of this money, saving it up. Something you just gotta be smart about it. You got to be smart if that's the kind of lifestyle you want to live. Um, <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, because, you know, like I stated before, like I'm not perfect or anything. And I've definitely been like two or three of those people that I just um, described. But, you know, when you recognize um, something in yourself or something that, you know, isn't right, like you just got to do the work to change it. And in 2020, we've all because of the pandemic, the panorama, the whatever we calling it, like we've all spent so much time alone. Like we've spent so much time by ourselves with our thoughts and we know like good from bad. We know right from wrong. Like we know it and we know when we're doing something that we should not be doing or when we're doing something that is ugly to people or that's just like you do something and you're like, why did I even do that? You got to stop. I mean, it's never too late to be better. Like it's never too late. You can start today when you listen to this. You can start tomorrow. But at some point, it's like you just, I don't know. It's not too many good people out in the world. And honestly, it's its very sad. So y'all should just try to be better people. You know, just be better people. Whew. I hope y'all took notes. I hope y'all wrote those down, those non-toxic traits to avoid and to not be. Because, you know... Whenever you point a finger, you know, what do they say? It's four, three pointing back at you. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But yeah, that's that. That's Those are the toxic traits. Just be better. Let's get into the next uh, segment. Okay, so now we're at my favorite segment of them all, uh, Paychecks versus Sugar Daddies. And this is where I compare and contrast the job I had to a man I was talking to, dating, or dealing with at the time. And again, on this one, I am going to share someone else's story. But of course, I'm going to tell it from my perspective. Um, 
I have like a few people hit me up because they thought the last two stories was my stories. Um, y'all listening is fundamental. Those were not my stories. I gave the disclaimer in the beginning. I just tell it from me just telling the story myself. It just sounds better that way. So I don't have to do all the he say, she say. So we're going to take this story back to the year of 2011. So I'm working um, I'm in college, I'm working at McDonald's and I'm living in a dorm, you know, my dorm room was pretty close to, uh, the McDonald's. It was like literally two minutes. So the way the dorms were set up, it was like a old hotel. So, um, basically whenever I would go to work, this guy, um, mm, I'm trying to think, what should we call him? Jason. I don't believe I've used the name Jason before. So this guy, Jason, his dorm room was like right at the corner. You know, like right at the corner. So every time I would go to work, I would kind of see him. And he had like this Mustang and it would just be parked right there every time. So um, me and my roommate, we were like, me and my roommate, we both worked at McDonald's. We would um, be going to parties and stuff. And so the guy, Jason, he would always be around. And so eventually at some point he asked me to be his girlfriend. Okay. Prior to talking to Jason, I I was a virgin when I went to college, so I had lost my virginity um in college. So I lost my virginity to this guy um my freshman year of college. You know, it didn't really work out or whatever. So the next year, it's my sophomore year, this is when I met Jason, you know, and now I'm Jason's girlfriend. Um me and Jason are always together. Like he's always in my room. I'm always in his room. But the thing is with his room, he didn't have a roommate. I had a roommate. So he basically was able to like put both of his beds together and have like his own, you know, his own space. He like he had a big bed, like he had everything because he didn't have a roommate. So um, what happened? Again, you know, we always going to parties together. Like we always doing all these things. So one day... Um, I go to the doctor because I went to the restroom and I go to the doctor because I wasn't feeling good. So I'm like, this is weird. I think like my pee was burning. So I'm like, "Mm, this is not right. So I go to the doctor and they're like, and I had insurance under my mom, but I couldn't use my mom's insurance because then she would know that I'm at the doctor. So um, I'm at the doctor and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I tell them my symptoms. They uh, test me, STD testing. They test me, um, results come back and I find out I have gonorrhea. I, I'm sad. I'm crying. I don't know what to do. The, I had to pay like $300 um, just for, you know, the medicine to take or whatever. The shot. It's a shot in your butt. Um, so, yeah. And then I had to like take some other medicine because like I had some other stuff going on. So, yeah. And I'm just like, dang, I couldn't even use my insurance. My mom would have been upset. So now I have to tell him that I have gonorrhea, you know, and then for a minute, like I had stopped talking to 
my roommate. Like I would just be so distant because I, I didn't know what to do. So it's probably like a week, a week and a half. Like we didn't really communicate because I was like depressed basically because like, come on, like I'm 19 and I have gonorrhea. Like what is going on? Like what is my life? And then I just lost all this money to have to pay for it. So, um, I go to, um, Jason's room and I tell him, you know, I have something to tell you. And then I tell him like, I have gonorrhea and he's like, you gave me gonorrhea. And I'm just like, no, I didn't. Like you gave it to me. He's like, no, you gave me gonorrhea. And now he's mad. But the thing is, he was like, oh, that's why when I went to pee, my pee was green. His, yes, he was like, his pee was green um, or something like that. And so I'm confused. And then I'm hurt because he's hurting my feelings, telling, calling me like a whore and all this stuff, saying I gave him this STD. And now he has to go and pay for, you know, pay for it. And so I'm just so confused. So at this point, like, I'm so frustrated. I... Um, I was at work and then me and my roommate, we had got off around the same time. So I'm just like, you know, Hey, I have something to tell you. So I basically tell her like, um, Hey, I have gonorrhea and my roommate's just like, and we've been sharing everything. Like we use the same toilet. You couldn't tell me that you had this. And so she just, she really just blew it out of proportion. Um, and so, and I'm just trying to tell her like, you know, Hey, I'm stressed. Like, I don't know what to do. I just lost this money. Like he saying that he, um, that I gave it to him. And so my roommate's just like, how did you give it to him when you hadn't had sex in over a year? Like, so I'm like, when was the last time you went to the doctor? Because there's no way you have been sitting with gonorrhea for over a year. That doesn't make any sense. And so now I'm thinking like, maybe she's right. Because that wouldn't. I went to the doctor in between in the summer before I came back to school. And so, um, yeah, my roommate's just like, you need to like, let him know like, you uh, when's the last time you had sex? Because I had basically told the guy that I was a virgin. So... Like, he never even knew that I had sex my freshman year. He thought he was my first. And so it's so weird that he manipulated me into thinking that I gave it to him when I know that I didn't give it to him. So, um, yeah, so I'm sitting here. My roommate's just like, girl, like, you stupid, basically. That's, she basically told me, like, I'm, I was stupid and that um, I need to confront him about the situation. And so I... um. I call him and I'm telling him again, like, you gave this to me, like, you had to. And so now he was just like, um, I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know what other nigga you was messing with, but you need to let him know. And so now I'm thinking I need to tell my first to get tested. So I go and I tell my first, like, hey, um, I just got tested. I got gonorrhea. You should get checked. And he's confused. He's like, we haven't done nothing in months. Why would I go and get tested for that? So now he goes and get tested and he has to spend this money. And um, and now he's like, I don't have it. So he's mad at me while this other nigga's mad at me. And so one day 
we were in the lunchroom in the dining hall, whatever. And this girl basically says that she got gonorrhea from Jason. And so now it's like, how many more people did he give gonorrhea to? Because now none of this is making sense. And he's saying that I gave it to him. So after this girl, three other girls had gonorrhea from him. So now it's like, all he's giving out gonorrhea to everybody like you get gonorrhea you get gonorrhea you get gonorrhea and then he's like putting the blame on me the audacity so after that happened um I had stopped talking to him for a little while but I went right back to him maybe a month later I was right back with him and basically like it was just bad. I don't know why I went back. I was stressed out all the time. I started losing so much weight. Like I was so skinny and he was like a workoutaholic. Like he loved to work out. And so he had me working out all the time. I was barely eating. I stopped talking to my friends. I stopped talking to everybody and I would just be with him all the time. And I was unhappy. I was extremely unhappy because I don't know. Maybe I just had like low self-esteem. I don't know what it was, but I stayed with this man who gave me and a bunch of other women gonorrhea. He gaslit me. Um, It wasn't really called gaslighting back then, but he basically gaslit me to believe that I gave him gonorrhea when I was not even having sex. And I believed it. And so <clears throat> now this is Monique talking. Um, This situation, let me put my two cents in. You know, let me insert it. So basically, I was the roommate. I was um this girl's roommate. And I remember he wanted to have a threesome with us. Jason wanted to have a threesome with me and the girl. And she was down for it. But I was like, no. And I am so happy that I said no. Because the same night that he gave her gonorrhea he would have gave it to me too and all we would have been a threesome of the gonorrhea threesome no I was like by the grace of God I did not participate I was not really about that life thank God I wasn't because I would have no Mm -mm. and then I would have to pay that money oh no it would have been bad like real bad yeah and so basically and I was the friend calling her stupid because how did you let this nigga convince you that you gave him something that you could not have even had and it's just like it makes no sense and then you go back to him for what reason when he is obviously having unprotected sex with all these people but I, I don't know. To each his own. You know, we were only like 19 then. But yeah, imagine y'all, if I would have had the threesome with that girl, do you know how mad I would have been? Like, I would have beat her up and him. I ain't even lying. I would have got somebody to beat him up. But, um, because he did work out a lot. But yeah, that happens. He, um, was just giving out, giving out gonorrhea like he was Oprah. And it's really sad. So I don't know. It's the world of sex is very crazy. It's very, very tricky. Um, Ladies, you should get tested often. As often as you have sex. I said this on the last episode. Um, I know me personally. I definitely do. It's it's not a game out there. But yeah, you should definitely um, do that. 
And just don't let these niggas be manip. Man, the, the gaslighting is at an all-time high. The audacity is at an all-time high. And I don't know. I don't know if these niggas be thinking they puppet masters or what. But don't get caught slipping. You heard it here first. You know, maybe you'll listen. But yeah, let's get into the next segment. Okay, so this segment is Babysitter versus Baby Daddy. And who am I choosing? Yes, that's it. (laughs) I'm choosing my babysitter at any cost. I don't even need to explain anything more. So we're going to go to the next segment. Okay, so we have finally made it to the advice segment. And if you want an advice question answer, email me at askbabymamaguru at gmail.com. Um, this question reads, what steps do you feel like a person should take to be more open or vulnerable in a relationship when you weren't raised to be that way? Um, well, for, for starters, how are you in a relationship with someone that you can't be vulnerable with? I can see if it was like dating or, you know, getting to know people. That's one thing. But when you like say like, oh, you're my girlfriend, you're my boyfriend. Um, I think that should be before you even say yes to that. I think you should feel comfortable enough to be open and vulnerable with that person. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't make somebody my man, you know, and I'm not comfortable with them. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But so, um, but to answer the question, I don't know. I mean, because I still, I mean, I don't know how you can be in a relationship with someone like that. Um, because in a real relationship, you know, it's like you in it and then you like sugarcoating stuff. You're walking on eggshells and you scared to be yourself. So really like this person don't really know who you are. So... I don't want to even call it toxic because, you know, I just talked about toxicity. But yeah, that's weird. Um, But me personally, I know I went to therapy um, because I'm not I'm a kind of a guarded person. um, So to speak, I was anyway. So I went for me personally, I went to therapy to dissect, you know, where my disconnection uh, came from. And I would recommend that because I don't know how you would be in a relationship with somebody that you cannot be vulnerable with. Um, That is a really, that's a high, high factor. You know, like if something goes on, it should be somebody, you know, this person you're in a relationship with should be somebody, you know, you call, you cry to, you know, all of that stuff. Um, Yeah, so that's weird. But I definitely, I'm going to suggest therapy because I don't know. You should definitely find out why you got into a relationship with somebody that you can't be yourself with. And that's the answer to that. Um, Y'all, this has been great. Um, I've been doing this for, what, two months now, almost three months. And I really, again, I appreciate the support as always. Um, Y'all won't be hearing me until 2021. Uh, If you're going to miss me, y'all definitely join the patreon you can get video you can see me we can talk more 
Um, that's really where a lot of my business is, if we just being honest. Um, but yeah, until next year. Bye.